lift off and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 189, recording May 1st, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing uh, movies, video games, I don't know, man, stuff getting delayed, stuff really... It, it, hey, guys, let me pull the curtain back real quick. We just spent like 20 minutes before this show going, what the hell are we going to talk about? I don't know. So strap in for a stream of consciousness episode. This outline has... Damn near nothing on it. But what it does have on it is joining me as always is Shannon Orange Cream Dream More. Yes, uh, man, I spent, it feels like forever trying to find that drink that everybody else has had the chance to partake in. On Did they trip. troll you? Did they just troll you? Did they make it? Is it a Photoshop? And, Bro, and like, on a wild people, juice chase? people know of it in california here but like the only stores around us that we can get it at are like either the vitamin shop or the vitamin shop yeah so the vitamin shop and gnc are apparently like the two biggest like suppliers of ghost drinks in california um other than that like you can try to find a walmart around here like by you and me i think the only one we have is like in mountain view uh Hmm. and i'm not gonna drive there for that uh And then other than that, like some random ass gas stations that you can find um, around uh, might have something. Uh, The one um, by uh, my house in San Jose, um, there is like, you know, so it's changed hands multiple times. Like sometimes it gets shut down because people are running drugs out the back. Sometimes it gets shut down because there's bad like meat that people are selling, you know. Also so, out um, the back. Yeah. 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 Out the back. Um, so like, you know, I went in there and like they had the sour patch ones. So I, tr- I, you know, I got, I got those, but, um, yeah, there was no orange cream circle. So I've been, I've been a little sad today because I wah, can't. Wah. Yeah. Well, at least, uh, Justin cardboard King Carter isn't here to laugh at you. Oh wait, he is. <laughs> Hi, Justin. Hi. You know, I got to try it and. Oh, you have the orange cream. I yeah. did. I, so it is I, real. It is it real. Is, it is real. Okay. Uh, there is no shortage of ghost energy drinks out in Arizona. You can mm. walk into pretty much any convenience store and they have the full catalog of them. Well, the whole state uh, of Arizona is like a college town. So, of course, like, you know, you just send the random shit out there for people to test. Yeah. That, yeah. Since it's just a desert here, we're the testing <laughs> grounds for ghosts where they're like, oh, the orange cream one has like causing the cold sweats and the night terrors and stuff so they're gonna like refine it but it was pretty good like it had a little bit of like like the orange cream flavor was really good but then it had a little bit of that like i don't want to say chalky but like you know that like kind of energy drink taste like whatever at the end the the taurine the taurine aftertaste yeah yeah there's no taurine there's no vitamins (laughs) <laughs> like the ghost one is supposed to be more like a, a more all natural with zero sugar and you know natural ingredients that are supposed to give you an energy boost um with a crap ton of artificial flavoring yeah, yeah. <laughs> but natural you know. it's gathered <laughs> 
by you know monks at the spring for the water and well, stuff. It's, yeah, it's it's they... natural in the sense that it's gathered by humans, which are you know natural human beings, <laughs> and, then, and, and, like, and, and chemicals as... formulated in laboratories by humans. Yeah, yes. yeah. in nature, <laughs> natural as the Kardashian family. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh i went to california topical this... humor topical uh, humor thank you you know I'm, yeah. I'm 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 up on my like hollywood i just went to california uh, mm-hmm. i got tattooed mm-hmm. i got my you know um mike miller will i feel like should be proud of me i got my millennium puzzle tattoo nice so um uh, Oh is with me now and forever i love that it's by the uh tommy dragon zord thing uh whatever like yes my my green ranger it's oh my oh that's red red power yeah, dude that, oh, so, oh, so red. It's, oh so it's the weakest one so it's the weakest one then. Oh. <laughs> okay first of all no. <laughs> i mean if you want to if you want to if you want to break it down i mean the red ranger is the only one who's actually murdered somebody so i mean yeah. <laughs> that's like so that's like if you want if you want the ranger coin of the guy who does gay porn then you know that's <laughs> on you I mean, I, i'm sure you know it's a tom your body for the rest of your life i don't i mean hey Hey, um, to be fair, I have the Red Ranger and Green Ranger jackets in the closet. Like I, I rep both, but the Red Power Ranger is my original favorite. And then the Green Ranger came along and, you know, everyone was, loves Tommy. Well, I mean, because so. it's easily the best ring. Like, I mean, he, he is. He gave everyone the hands. Like, everyone. And then in the comics, he, like, goes around and kills all the other Power Rangers and takes their Power Stones. I mean, he's like, uh, what was what was the guy's name? The Zachary Levi's character from Heroes that like murders everyone and takes their powers. Oh, uh, Skyler. Siler, Siler, yeah, no Sky. Siler. Yeah, Siler. Yeah, 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 Siler. The character was badass. Remember that show, Heroes, and how yeah, it was season one, fu- season one was phenomenal. Season yeah. two, when the writer strike happened and they just had to put something out and they didn't really have anybody writing the show. Oh my god, it was. Never recovered, and then like ten years later, they tried to do reborn or whatever, and like reboot the series, and it was never the same. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, the problem they ran into with the with the original iteration was they made Peter too damn powerful. Like, yeah, and then they did the comic book thing where they tried to nerf him in season two. Like, oh, his power? We're just gonna change it completely now. Now he can only have one power at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, he just needs to be in a room with powered people to get powers. Like, yeah, that seems broken as hell. <laughs> like, uh, hmm. At least Siler had to like murder people to get power. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, there was a cost to acquiring power. Yeah. You know, like with Peter, they were freaking communicable diseases. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh man, yeah, the right that writer strike man didn't didn't do a lot of good for a lot of shows, and it lasted for a while. I mean, it ruined a lot of TV series. I like Lost. Yeah, Lost mm-hmm. was well. Lost suffered. was doomed from the beginning. That was a, I. I did not like Lost. Really? Yeah. Even but in I, the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. What? Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, I was ready Lost? to get shit on by you guys. <laughs> no, 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 not you will not be shit on by me. I checked out. <laughs> I, I believe it was uh, the first episode in season one where they it was like episode five or six where they stumble across a polar bear on mm-hmm. the island mm-hmm. and i was like and then and then it like hard cuts ends and i'm like yeah i'm out i'm out this is I've, I've i've seen these shows before it's going to be question on question on question and then the answers you get are just going to be more questions 
And no, I I have zero interest. No, I don't want to do that. And then I never watched it. See, I liked Lost. Where I started to fall out of Lost is when they did the whole, like, the island spins and then it went, like, back in time. Like, at that point, I was like, all right, we've hit the level of bullshit where it's like, I don't want to <laughs> deal with it anymore. Like, I can deal with it, too. So I'm like, Smoke Monster? All right. Like, I guess we'll see where this goes. I'm yeah. like, polar bears and, like, weird shit and, like, stuff. I'm like, cool, weird stuff's happening. I like this. But then when we're, like, time, like bringing in time traveling now, and it's like, I was curious about the island code, but then, like, they're just doing whatever with it now. And now none, none of that shit even matters anymore because half the people who were interesting in the show are now in the past and they're just doing whatever for an entire season. So, yeah, it just kind of fell apart there after a while. All right, top. Yeah, I remember walking. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I remember walking into uh, my because my dad really loved that show lost. I remember him walking and uh, walking in to ask him a question real quick. And there was a dude sitting at a, at a, a, like a desk and there was a timer and he had to hit a button like every, like what? 15 minutes or something. I don't know. Well, yeah. Every like whatever Desmond had to sit there and enter the code. And it was yeah. the numbers were like the lottery numbers that, Hurley won the lottery with it was like the numbers of I don't know the flight like whatever like it was like pertained to basically everybody in some way or form yeah I don't care uh, anyway um, <laughs> it was it was essentially like I walked in and my dad was like yeah this dude has to sit here and he has to hit the button or something bad's gonna happen I was like what and they're like we don't know I was like fuck this shit I'm out <laughs> this is stupid I'm out can you guys hear me but yeah just it wasn't it wasn't that show yeah yeah you can no, hear me man. okay okay um, yeah, uh-huh. yes, I, I love how Shannon was going into, uh, like, yeah, he was watching some code or some bullshit and Justin instantly is like, oh, it's all these like, blah, 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 blah. I guess I get to wave to a new member in our thing. I know it's blowing up. I was going to say, damn, uh, fucking Justin's bringing in hella people. You mean, or Jordan, it, it, it got you. Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> Um, give me top five shows, top five TV shows you've seen, not TV movies. So like your DC animated bullshit ain't going to cut it here. <laughs> TV shows. So for me, um, like shows that I completely enjoyed, like beginning to end mm-hmm. and I think are pretty much mad is like, I have to put like breaking bad is like one of the top. Okay. For me in terms of beginning to end started great ended great um i really also bojack horseman oh, it, bojack horseman's so depressing oh <laughs> my god I, I love that shit though and that's the thing is every season it got more depressing yeah. and every season there's that one episode that just kind of breaks you where you're like holy <laughs> shit and it's like every season you knew that episode was coming and I always looked forward to that one. I'm like, we're going to hit that one episode where it's going to be the darkest moment of the entire season. <laughs> so, so you know what? You know what shows on my list that I would totally do? Uh, put in that same category is Futurama. Futurama, every season has that one and it comes out of left fucking field. You never yeah. see it coming. And the next thing you know, you're sitting in a pile of your own tears. You're like, what the <laughs> hell just happened to me? Like, what? Like, this is, ah, the B episode. The, the the one with Jurassic Bark that I will never watch again ever <laughs> like that one 
Yeah, the oh, uh, the seven the seven leaf clover one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was so sad. Where he's like mad the entire time, and then he realizes like why everything happened. It's like oh. He's like, I'm the one that's being ridiculous, and he did this for me. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, what was it the fucking Breakfast Club soundtrack kicks in? Don't you forget about me? And it's just like, yeah. oh, it's just such a great needle drop. And it's like, God damn it, damn. <laughs> also, the one where he gets the, the he eats the gas station sandwich or whatever yeah. to, be able to play the thing like that yeah, was the, so sad. Where he gets the worms, yep, yeah, yep. the worms. <laughs> uh, Devil's hands where he gets the robot devil's hands, that one, the original finale. Oh God. Stab me in the fucking heart. I can't. Okay. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> Shannon, what you got? Uh, Archer. I love, I love Misa Archer. Archer for me, it depends on the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say the same, like basically when the show, when they were still ISIS mm-hmm. gold, like God tier mm-hmm. animation. And then even the season when they stopped being ISIS and they were selling drugs, I thought that season was really good. Yeah. And then it's like every season after that, though, it was like a slow descent for me. It was hit or miss. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, when he wound up, uh, spoilers, when he wound up dead in the, uh, when Archer was shot and, and fell into the pool and everybody thought he was dead, mm-hmm. that is pretty much like where they kind of lost the thread because FX was like, I mean, their season was done and they were like, well, should we work on another season? And FX was like, well, we'll get back to you. And they're like, dude, like, this is our off season. This is our time to start catching up and making yeah, a new yeah. series. And you're not giving us a contract. So like, what do we do? And then all of a sudden FX, like maybe like a couple months before there's their season was supposed to start was like, okay, um, here you go. Like, you know, here's your contract, like get to it one more season. And then they were on a season by season contract. So like, they didn't know like one minute to the next, if they were going to do it. So they started doing these like piecemeal episodes, which I get, you know, like, that's why you have these nice tight seasons that are just like bundled up and you can basically be like, this is, you know, maybe this is Archer in a coma and he's just envisioning like different things happening. I'm like, great. That's fine. Some of those moments were hilarious, but like uh, I would the, probably say the uh, detective noir season was really good. That mm-hmm. was, that was super. And, and the, the reason the noir season was so good was because the prior two seasons kind of sucked. And then it was right when I was about to like check out on the ser- series, I was like, okay, it ran its court. Like it, it kind of felt venture brother E to me where I'm like first four seasons, solid gold. Every season after that, they kind of lost the thread. Okay. It's ran its course. Sure. You know, like nothing stays great forever. And that noir season pulled me all the way back in. It was so <laughs> damn funny. Dude, that That's... one, that one where he gets cancer, the, the, the season where he gets cancer and he's just on a rampage the whole time <laughs> yeah. was freaking hilarious. Like it, that was, that was the pure gold for me. Yeah. Uh, it was funny as the season you're talking about where he's floating dead in the pool. Like af- that was the last season I watched was mm-hmm. after that. Um, mm-hmm. I also love when he, with his Butler dude, Dickie, where he wouldn't give him the day off. <laughs> and so Archer went and hung out with his brother before he died or when they got the matching tattoos on the back. And every season you see, he has like, his like Butler's brother's name yeah. tattooed on his back from that like great day they spent together. I, I, the show is infinitely quotable though. Like there's multiple mm-hmm. times me and my wife will be like, that's how you get ants. Do you want <laughs> yeah, ants? Exactly. Like, yep. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the one where it's like the dude, I, that's kind of what I miss about the ISIS season too. Cause they had so many good running gags from like that yeah. era. Like the dude who always gets shot no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like, God damn it. Where the bolt like ricochets like 12 times. <laughs> totally. It's like <laughs> finally, finally going to make it through an episode and ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh. And then like Archer and Barry going back and forth with each other. 
dude, I don't care. Pam is fucking genius. Like just her comedy timing. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, another, a, a real answer for me though. Uh, have you guys watched the wire? Do you know mm-hmm. the wire? I've, I've, seen, I've, I've, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. I've never seen it beginning to end, like the entire thing yeah. beginning to end. Oh but I've God. seen bits oh of it, like, and I know it's regarded as yeah. like one of those, like among the grades. Yeah, like before Breaking Bad came along, that was like the one that everyone was like beginning to end, like the wire. I mean, Shannon doesn't have time to finish a Spider-Man movie, but I will say the five <laughs> seasons of The Wire, it doesn't get better. Like the the first two, it's a bunch of world building and stage setting. But you need to watch them. And as soon as you get through like halfway of season three, it is game fucking on. And you were just locked in from that point on. Like it is, it's one of those things like, yeah, that kind of was like, ah, okay. Season two is kind of weak. And then as soon as season three starts, it's like, oh, all right, wherever you're going to lead me, David Chase, let's go. Like I'm, I'm ready. Like, yeah. Dude, another one, uh, it was very short lived, but I don't know if either of you watched the, the Hannibal tv series i never i always wanted to and never watched it It, like so season one is great Uh and then season two is fucking fantastic it's like one of the best seasons of almost anything that i've ever seen where it starts it basically does the thing where the very first episode it shows you like almost like the finale like it shows you like fucking like the first like 10 minutes almost of like the finale and it's just batshit crazy and you're like what is going on and then the entire rest of the season is building you back up to get to that moment so it's like you already know what's coming and that it's gonna be the shit and you're like okay how did we get there though and mm-hmm. then you see the trail of getting there and then it meets back up with like where it started it's so good and then season three it was like they knew it was going to be over and they kind of just had to like wrap it up because it was getting canceled but seasons one and two i can't recommend enough it's like god tier dexter i I mean i would have to say another episode a season uh, another thing for me was probably like doctor who when they started redoing that one like i mean with the 10th and the 11th doctors like david Tennant in his storyline was probably one of the most uh was probably one of the best doctors for me, but Matt Smith did a pretty good job. And that's where Karen Gillian got her, um, start, uh, was on that show. Um, and she, her story arc in that thing, even though I didn't like Matt Smith as the doctor, her story arc with him was probably what carried me through that season. Um, the girl who waited was probably one of the best like arcs, I think for, for, for that series. Um, but then I probably stayed around for, I think, the doctor after Matt Smith. And then mm-hmm. I was pretty much like out. I think it just got a little too repetitive. And, you know, while the, the stories were, were fun, um, there was a lot of drama because like a lot of people got really butthurt about who they were choosing. And it was always like this big drama, like around the show about who they were going to cast. And I was just like, dude, like everybody that these people mentioned were great uh, actors and, you know, in their own right. So I don't understand why everybody's getting pissed off about it. But, you know, wait, you're telling me a passionate nerd community uh, (laughs) gets upset over casting choices. That's weird, weird, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Um, I also would highly recommend it's not a finished product, so it's hard, but it's so damn good is this HBO show called Carnival. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it was basically, it's, it's one of those angels versus demons. It's set in the backdrop of like depression era circus and in like the 1930s. And it's fucking amazing. And it's one of my all time. So angry. They canceled it 
shows, you know, cause, and, and you know what? It probably was like me and four other people that loved the hell out of that show. So I get it, you know, but like, cause they, they also canceled Deadwood and Deadwood had a huge following. Um, but yeah, goddamn, I love that show. I still watch it from time to time. Um, on my list too, I put "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" really high up too. <laughs> yeah. of, of quotable shows, like I'll sit there sometimes and go back, and it's just like seasons like two through eleven are just solid gold, like oh, all the way through. It just Charlie quotes and Frank. Anytime I stub my toe, I'm like, "Botch toe." <laughs> <laughs> I watched that, and for the longest time, it was. I mean, I probably watched like the first three seasons of that show, and it was good. Um, but I just got tired of assholes being assholes on tv you know i mean like i, well, I mean yeah. the the one word that was they were collecting welfare and then they got <laughs> they, their welfare checks got like stopped coming so they had to find a way to get on welfare again that that one was pretty funny um but yeah it was it, it's just like they're just jerks in like, every sense of the word one of my favorites is in one of the later seasons where it's the episodes like the gang breaks d and it's like they're sitting there just ripping on D, like calling her a bird and doing whatever. And she's just completely unfazed by it at this point. Because for just years, that's all they've done is just <laughs> rip on her to the point where she's just numb to it. And so she starts doing stand-up comedy. And then like people start like laughing and stuff. And she becomes popular. And she gets a manager. And they're like, dude, we're going on the Conan O'Brien show. And like they take her on a plane and like Dennis never believed in her and then now she's like famous and stuff so now he's trying to like get on her good side again and she's like dude fuck you like you you hate about i'm at the top now and then she like is gets ready to go on conan comes out and she's back at patty's pub and it was all just an elaborate thing frank hired actors to like sit in her stand up <laughs> to make her think that she was funny her manager was just some scumbag friend of his that she slept with. And it was just this elaborate prank that they did to get her ego boosted back up so they could knock her down again. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's such a dick. <laughs> like, I could not, I would not feel good with myself after watching that show. <laughs> um, I would say another one that's on my list uh, is Burn Notice. It was on USA for a while. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that show. I watched it for like a season, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, dude. That show was fun. Like, it had Bruce Campbell in it, and he mm-hmm. didn't play something from the Evil Dead or the, you know, whatever. And I was just like, he was like a uh, an informant for the CIA. And, you know, there were a couple other, like, like low-level actors at the time that were starting up on this USA Network show. And... They were they did good. I mean, like I like the fact that it was like a spy who was burned by the CIA and he was supposed to be trying to get back off of the black or off of his burn notice. And, you know, he was basically helping people in Florida. Uh, and, you know, every time they would sit there and tell you why he was doing things or how he was doing it. And it was kind of just like a kind of I mean, it's, you know, for sure, not like legit, because otherwise people would be going around like doing some scandalous shit all the time. But, sure. um, you know, it, it was pretty cool to have like that voiceover, like um, like training montage kind of thing going on while he was doing the stuff that he was doing. It was pretty well written for a USA show. And I had a pretty big following for a while. So, you know, it's a good show. It was fun. Uh, I missed I missed my my smooth transition though when you guys brought up always sunny because uh hey guess what got delayed (laughs) i don't know uh the mario movie with that features voice acting from uh charlie oh what's his last name i lost charlie day charlie day yeah yeah charlie day is luigi uh got pushed back to april 7th 2023 from its original september 2022 release date uh, it was announced via uh, Twitter, 
with a very funny tweet that just says, this is Miyamoto, period. After consulting with Chris Sun, my partner at Illumination on the Super Mario Brothers film, we decided to move the global release to spring 2023, April 28th in Japan and April 7th in North America. My deepest apologies, but I promise it will be well worth the wait. Um, and also, uh, Chris Sun in that tweet is referring to uh, Illumination founders, Chris something Italian that I can amp- can't pronounce. Melodin- Melodandri, maybe? Um, Melatonin. That's what it is. Melatonin. Yeah, and, and not Chris Pratt. So... <laughs> Uh, great. Um, I don't, did, did they say why? I mean, did they go into more details? Is it like they don't have the staff to do the CGI? Is the voice acting bad? Is the plot suck? Does all of it like, is it, is it all like a moving dumpster fire and they're trying to fix it? See, I, I also kind of feel, uh, no, the answer is no, they did not do that. But (laughs) Hey, uh, I also kind of feel that like the, um, Zelda sequel, this shouldn't shock anyone. Like, y'all, it's May, and they have seen zero stills, zero trailers for a movie that was supposed to come out in September? No, this isn't how movies work, guys. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, I've been seeing Doctor Strange trailers for a year. You know, like, come on, (laughs) what are we doing here? Um, So, yeah, it does not shock me at all that this movie got pushed. Um, I don't even know if they've officially named it at this point, much like the Zelda sequel. Is it just called Super Mario Brothers? Who knows? What's the plot? No one knows. It's like, <laughs> like you know. So uh, we know the we know the voice acting cast. What do they sound like in the movie? Fuck, I don't know. Like you know, it's just one of those like <laughs> there's zero details. No one knows anything. Um, I am really curious though if Sonic the Hedgehog being good. And kind of kicking the doors off the box office this year scared them a little, rattled some cages. If somewhere in the Nintendo offices there were some very scared Japanese businessmen sweating into their suits, going "Fuck, we got to fix this. We just can't. Re- we can't release this." You See, know. My my thing is, I know a lot of people have said that. My my actual guess, though, as to why it got delayed is like mm-hmm. you said, like. I haven't seen a single poster for the movie, let alone a trailer, like anything like that. And I think that with the fact that there's also a new Despicable Me coming out and mm-hmm. stuff, I think Illumination's been like divided, like busy working on too much, like at yeah. the same time. And then especially with it being the first like animated Mario movie and stuff like that, I'm sure Miyamoto and like a bunch of Nintendo people have their hands in the entire development process for this movie to make sure that it will be a box office success. And I think it's just, they ran out of time. Well, and, and yeah, you bring up a good point because like they've got the minions movie coming out this summer. So maybe there was a concern that like illumination was going to cannibalize its own audience a little bit, you know, stuff like that. Uh, which by the way, that trailer ran before bad guys. And now I'm locked into seeing the fucking minions movie. Cause both my kids were like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, God damn it. No. Okay. Well, we're, we're doing this apparently. Yeah. I went, I, I took, uh, I took my son to go see Sonic the Hedgehog two today Oh, you uh, did? in the movie theater for the first time. How'd he do? And, uh, we did see the minions trailer as well. Uh, he did good. He loved it, man. He loved that. Ex- the whole experience. And you were right. Like they didn't, they didn't blast you out of the theater with sound, mm-hmm. even though we brought like, uh, we brought like earmuffs just in case. Yeah. Um, but 
he like got into his chair and then like he controlled like the heating on it. Oh like, yeah. He had the heated seats and he controls like how far it was laying back. And he was just like all into like, this is my world. <laughs> this is my place. Like, I love this. Like I, we, we got the, the seats that were like further back, like uh-huh. probably like the back half of the theater. Uh, and there was nobody there. So he was just like, this is awesome. Like there's room in front of me. Like nobody's like tall that I have to worry about, like, you know, sticking my head around. He had a big ass bucket of popcorn. He had his like apple juice and an icy that we all like split. And he was like, he was literally at one point laying like the, the seat was fully reclined. The leg race uh-huh. rest was out and he was laying on the front of the leg rest with his arms up like this and his feet were on the back of the like the, awesome. over by me and he was just like enamored with like the whole process so i was like do you want to go see another movie he's like we should see a movie once a week and i was like but like i don't think there's that many movies that come out that you can watch but i mean there's the bad guys and we can go see that yeah, one if you want yeah. and that's um, that's totally like kid appropriate shouldn't mm-hmm. be any problems there um yeah, yeah. great and uh that's that's fantastic uh, mm-hmm. can can we just Okay, I might say something that might not be popular. You guys, <laughs> you guys, let me know if I'm overstepping. Um, I love the post-COVID theater experience, <laughs> like, I, in a weird way. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. Don't come at me for this. COVID wasn't a bad deal for the movie theaters. I mean, like, as a as a theater goer. Let me clarify because, Hey guys, the theaters are, the seats are all separated out now. They're all tiered. They put like all the theaters around here anyway, like replace the old standard seating with like these weird tiered seatings that have these crazy fancy seats that like, yeah, like Shannon said, recline and heat and all that. And maybe that was on the docket anyway. I don't know. Maybe that was all part of the process that was coming in 2020. Who knows, but it's here now. And they definitely bumped up that to try to get people to come back to the movie theater. And and I love it, dude. Like you said, I never worry about anyone sitting in front of me. No one ever sits too close to me because all the seats are separated out. You know, like it's, ah, it's wonderful. No, there was uh, so I haven't been to a movie experience since before COVID. So like Mm -hmm. we're probably talking almost three years now. I haven't been to a theater. So this is my first jaunt back into it. Right. So, I get on the AMC app. I still have the app on my phone mm-hmm. uh, and I log in and it and they added this new thing. And now they're not only can you get your tickets, but you can order your concessions. So when you walk in, like there's like a tub with your name on it that you just pick up your food and you like walk straight into the thing. It's glorious. Yeah. It's like, I was like, this is phenomenal. This is great. And then like everything is broken out, like individualized now. So like, you know, you don't have like a whole bunch of people's grubby ass fingers, like reaching in to get the, the uh, the tops for the drinks or anything mm-hmm. like that or the straws everything is like you know one shot deal like they still have the popcorn butter machine there which is great because i like to have my popcorn floating in the butter but um <laughs> you know it's uh like everything was other than that like the whole experience was like stay away from me get your shit mm-hmm. go watch your movie get the fuck out you know <laughs> which i'm fine with that's great yeah yeah, yeah totally. exactly give me more of that please in in Arizona, are all the theaters switched over, Justin? Or are they all or are they old school? Um, so all the theaters because I also go to AMC since mm-hmm. that's the one that's like right by my house, and all the seats are the there's no heating, but I mean in Arizona you don't need that. Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have the recliner seats and stuff. Um, it, with the exception of 
IMAX, for whatever reason, still has the old seats. Mm. And I don't know why. And that's why I don't enjoy seeing anything. And they're like, oh, dude, like, I saw Eternals in IMAX. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, dude, you gotta see it in IMAX, bro. The scenery shit, dude, it's gonna be amazing. And it's like, yeah, I'm sitting there for three hours, though, in this fucking folding chair, right. watching this thing. It's like, yeah, I could have easily, and it wasn't that impressive. I'm like, ooh, the movie that, like, made me realize that Captain Marvel was a somewhat decent movie. Like, <laughs> it was not that enjoyable of an experience, right? And I'm like, I would have much rather have just seen this in a normal theater with the recliner seats than in the IMAX theater with the shitty seats from, like, 1998 in it. All right, it's been long enough. What's better, Thor The Dark World or The Eternals? Eternals. I would still probably say, like, I don't know. It's been so long. I haven't watched Thor The Dark World in so long. To be clear, I don't know is the right answer. Because you could argue either point. I'm saying they're about on the same level. Like, they're, yeah. Hmm. Eternals was not good. It was not good. uh, Well, I mean, it wasn't good, but, I mean, it's better than, I would say it's better than The Dark World. I don't like. I see. I would have to I'm watch giving, the dark I'm giving world you the again. Thor, I'm giving you the Thor meme face of. Is it though? <laughs> no. um, I see it. I I just choose not to embrace it. Fair, just... fair. Uh, yeah, but I I'm with you. I I can't go back to old style theaters anymore. Like I don't care. Like I need the reclining seats. I need the 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 stepped seating. Um, yeah, get the hell away from me and let me watch my movie. Also, I just love being able to buy the exact seat. I don't have to show mm-hmm. up an hour early to claim seats or do any of that bullshit I used to have to. No, I walk in five minutes before the movie starts and sit down. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You know, like. Yeah, kick that motherfucker out of the seat that's sitting there. It's yeah. like shoe fly. It's my out. seat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> it's good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good first. It was a good first experience back. I'll tell you that much. Like it's, like I said, it was it was refreshing. As somebody who went once a week um, from the time they were from the time they could drive, I would go once a week to the movie theater, like and watch a movie. So from like sixteen until I was like thirty, and until I was thirty nine, like I went once a week to watch a movie. And like, you know, it, it it's weird after three years of not being able to do that to go back and actually get into that routine again. And it was comforting and it was fun. It was great to have my son there and have oh, that yeah. be his first experience and have and have him like enjoy it and want to go back is great. And and Sonic 2 is like a pretty decent movie also. Like it's not as as far as kids movies go, it's not bad. Like it's. Were you, were you shaken to your core like I was when Pantera's walk started playing? <laughs> it, it was pretty funny when it, like, it was the perfect moment for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, I was I was interested to see how long it was going to play for mm-hmm. um, before they cut it. And you got, like, the first 30 seconds of the song, as I expected, and then it just, like, wiped. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, like, you, you, don't, know, you don't funny. get any fill in Selmo in there. Yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, that I could talk about it later. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I liked Sonic, too. Excellent. Excellent. Um, 
Now I'm just curious because we're talking move through. I, again, guys, I apologize. This show's all over the place this week. There's just not a whole bunch of news. Also, we didn't really play a, lot, a whole bunch. So <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, but I'm so I'm going stream of consciousness on this and both Shannon and Justin are looking at me like, oh, God. But um, I'm just curious at this point. What what movie have you seen the most times in a theater? In a theater? Yeah, you went you went during while it was in a movie theater. Because my answer is random as hell, and I'm curious to see if you guys have a random as hell movie also. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's like a list of movies that I've seen. I don't think there's one movie that I've seen more than twice in theaters. Like I've seen a lot of movies at least like I saw mm-hmm. um, the live action 101 Dalmatians. Okay, that's twice. pretty random. Yeah. yeah, twice in the I saw Jumanji twice in theaters. With Robin Williams or The Rock? Which one? Uh, the original. Okay. The the OG one, yes. Uh what? Um, I, it? um in terms of like recent like recent movies um the, the last one I think I saw multiple times in theaters was a uh, Doctor Sleep. Me and Megan went and saw twice. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Wow. <laughs> I, I loved it. I really? mean Yeah, well, I mean Okay. Well, well, good on I you. mean, I thought it. I thought it was good. Like the little girl was hilarious. Like it was gory. I thought it did. I thought it was a really good sequel to The Shining, okay. which I do really like. The Shining. The only part that I didn't really care for is how they blatantly tried to make that one dude look like Jack Nicholson, even mm-hmm. though he clearly did not look like Jack yeah, Nicholson. Yeah. And I was like, either just get fucking Jack Nicholson and de-age him or just never actually show this dude's face and just imply that it's Jack yeah. Nicholson because he does not look close enough to him to pull this off. And give me the dollar store Jack Nicholson, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, let me see, and Marvel's Endgame, I saw maybe like three or four times. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty hefty investment of time. Yeah. But uh I would say mm, maybe the Matrix too. I think when the Matrix came out, I might have gone to see that like a couple, the Matrix, like a handful of times. Matrix also or the second Matrix movie? No, no, no. Like the original okay. the OG okay. one, like twenty years ago, like original Matrix. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just getting clarification. That's all. Um, okay, so mine. Okay, so randomly, the movie I've probably seen the most in theaters, uh, I was going to say Batman Forever, because when that one dropped, it was one of those things you just went with whatever friend group you were with at the time, and I probably saw it like four times in the course of a week, which is a (laughs) lot of Jim Carrey as the Riddler, y'all, like, uh, but, you know, I, I still maintain that's a decent Batman movie, I don't mind it, I'm not mad at it. Uh, the most random one, though, the one that takes the cake. I somehow wound up over the course of like six weeks seeing House on Haunted Hill <laughs> like six times in the movie theater. <laughs> I don't even know how it happened. It was just one of those random like, yes, the Chris Catan vehicle House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> if you're and, and you know what? That movie's OK until it just falls apart at the end. But like, wow, wow, that's a movie I never see to see again in my life because, man, I find it so hard to believe that Jurassic Park has not claimed that. Top mm, spot. You know, you know, I was see in my head. I was thinking all at once. Mm-hmm. Right. I get it. So but in the course of that summer. 
I probably saw it three or four times, right? Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. the original summer of release. Mm-hmm. I went to the 25th anniversary release of it when they re-released it in theaters. So I saw it there. And then we rented out a theater for my son's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I saw it there. So you've seen it six times. So I, probably six times. So probably Jurassic Park, actually. It might <laughs> be tied tied with House on Haunted Hill <laughs> for the most times I've seen a movie in theaters. Uh, that was a trip. That was a trip when we went for my son's birthday, though, just seeing it on the big screen again. Because mm-hmm. it's one of those you forget, like, how cool some of those shots are when you see them on the big screen. The first time that T-Rex shrieks or like roars uh, when like, it breaks through the fence yeah mm-hmm. dude that is memorable to anybody um but yeah that i mean that's that's a great movie especially like what you were talking about on twitter like when the brontosaurus or whatever dinosaur that is you know i don't uh when they're fucking driving up in the jeep and they're like we're yeah. the dinosaurs and the dude's like right over there and this thing comes walking out from behind the bushes and they all jump out the top of the jeep and stare with their mouths open and the music swells mm-hmm. as you as you see the dinosaurs and you're just like fuck goosebumps all, every time all time movie theater moment mm-hmm. all time movie theater moment that was some of the best shit like oh my god i still mm-hmm. we were watching it so we've decided to rewatch all the jurassic park movies uh mm-hmm. leading up to dominion's launch mm-hmm. in june mm-hmm. uh so we're gonna watch one a week and uh so we started last night with the first one and mm-hmm. still still to this day that shot gets me it's just like oh so good <laughs> do you so do, do you watch that with your daughter too like mm-hmm. and she's cool with it like not a, not too intense she hid she hid at a couple scenes mm-hmm. uh there when when uh saddler goes to return the power back on and all that i i knew it was coming obviously and was like you probably want to hide for this one you don't need <laughs> you don't need to watch this this is okay um but for the most part, she was she was a pretty all right with it because in reality, four people die in that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not one of those like high body count movies. And really, I mean, sure, some of the attacks are scary, but like they're not really all that bloody. There's not a whole bunch of carnage or anything, you know. So it's like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Now that get it. that changes in the sequels, <laughs> but uh, the first one I think was all right for. Her. Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you as far as like funny movie experiences go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I <laughs> so my first like real date um, was to go see a League of Their Own um, at the th- at the movie theater, like movie theater experience. Uh, and it was, um, you know, it was nice. Shows you're caring, sensitive, you know. Yeah, like... it, yeah. I was gonna say we we both um, were, you know, it was it was kind of uh, her parents didn't want uh, her to be dating me. Mm-hmm. So we had the sneak out and um, we uh, we did um, end up getting to the theater. And then while when the theater started playing the movie, the power went out. So we had to walk out of the theater because the power the mm-hmm. movie theater lost power. We walked out of the theater as we were walking out of the theater, ran into her parents who <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we were also going to see a movie on their night out. So I was just like, oh, oh this is going to so end funny. well. So yeah, so that didn't that didn't work out too well. But uh, I did end up going back because I got free tickets to go see A League of Their Own. <laughs> so I went back by myself to finish the hey, movie. All right, <laughs> still a good movie. I stand by it. There's no crying in baseball. It holds it holds a, holds a special place in my heart. 
that's that's pretty funny though that's really funny uh, oh man i'll ask you afterwards who it was i'm so curious now. <laughs> um that's really funny uh yeah okay so should we i guess we've dicked around enough should we talk a little bit about what we've been playing um sure because because justin people are clamoring they want to hear about some big snacks Dude, I've been playing some bug snacks. <laughs> Tell me all about it, because I, I unfortunately have not played as much as I would like. So yeah, I want, I, I want more info. Um. So yes, I. What was funny is let me preface with how it started, which is I was like, oh man, it came out today. So excited after work, I'm like, dope. Let's like download the update and mm-hmm. play this bad boy. Completely forgot that I uninstalled Bug Snacks after I beat oh. it. So I had to reinstall the entire game. But of course, before I could do that, I couldn't connect to the PlayStation Network because I had to do a PS5 update. Of course. So of I'm course. Like, God damn it. So it was like an entire like three hour fucking excursion just to like PlayStation had the update and then I had to download Bug Snacks mm-hmm. and then. And then update bug snacks. And yeah. Then, yeah. Cause it doesn't just give you the updated file. Why would it, you know, like, yeah, just, uh. so, so finally got it all updated, got it all redownloaded. I'm like, awesome. Now I finally, I get to go see some big snacks, boot up the game. And I'm like sitting there and it like drops you off right before the point of no return. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, how do I play the DLC? So I looked it up and they were like, yeah, to do the DLC, you have to have done all of Chanlo and Chanlo's boyfriend, the, the yellow scientist yeah. dude. You have to do all of their side quests, which I hadn't done. Uh. So I was like, <laughs> God fucking damn it. So then I had to do, I completed all of their side quests mm-hmm. and then got the the mission or whatever to travel to the island, the big snacks. So I was like, yes. I'm like, all right, got the mission now. Now we're going to go see some big snacks and then I have to go meet them on the beach. So then I go meet Chanlo and the dude on the beach and they're like, all right, we need a crew of people to go to the island. So you need to go get the, the green like archeological chick. You need to go get um, the one who's the um, like, I say like herbalist, like the herbalist chick, the spiritual mm, one. Yeah. Yeah. Get, the, the hippie. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go get the hippie. And you need to go get um, the one dude's sister, who's like the other scientist. Sure, yeah. Kind of chicken stuff. So it's like, go get them. And I'm like, okay. But in order to get them to agree to come, guess what? You have to beat all of their side quests, uh, which I hadn't done. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm like, if I'd have known <laughs> like, that I, in order to play the DLC, that I would have had to have beaten all the side quests prior to this i would have downloaded re-downloaded the game earlier in the week yeah Yeah. and banged all of this out beforehand because now i was like fuck so then i had to go and do all their side quests and then they finally all agreed to come and then i was finally able to go to the island to actually like do the dlc so i'm kind of at the point now to once i beat the dlc i'm probably just gonna bang out the other couple like other people Bethica and like everyone else's side quest while i'm at it because i didn't actually beat like everyone's side quest either so i'm like might as well in case there's any more dlc where it's going to require me to beat their deal like yeah you might might as might as well just get that platinum trophy now you know exactly so i was like might as well do that but i'm actually on the island of big snacks uh 
it's interesting because you go and then everyone kind of has their own reason for checking out the island. Mm-hmm. Like Chanlo wants thinks that eating a big snack will make him big, so he wants to become Big Chanlo. So his his missions include like catching like big snacks for him to eat, and then the uh, archaeological chick and stuff. Her thing is her grandmother's journal. She doesn't really know like what happened to her grandma and stuff like that. So she thinks there might be some like clues or something on this new island that might like help with a new breakthrough. So you're trying to help her like solve that. The hippie chick. Uh, there's shrines and stuff to like whatever her god is or whatever her like religion thing is that she does. There's like stuff for that on the island. So there's like a history with that. So she wants to help kind of uncover like what happened to like her people on this island and stuff. So you're mm-hmm. helping her do that stuff. And then the scientist chick, um, her her whole thing is there's this. In order to catch the big snacks, you can't catch them with the conventional traps and stuff. You have to shrink them first. And so there's this like shrinky powder that is in these jars that you find that you basically have to throw at a big snack first to shrink it. And it shrinks it for like a limited time. And then now that it's smaller, you can use your normal traps and whatever to try and catch them. And so she's interested in the shrinking powder and whether it works on grumpuses and whatever. So you have to get her, her missions involved, getting her samples of the shrinking powder and trying different things with the shrinking powder to see like what it will shrink, what it won't shrink. And so she can kind of like reverse engineer it. So it's kind of like you helping each of these people with their missions, which so far I've done up to a point. Cause it's like, you do it to a point and then they're like, okay, like we're, like you're caught up on their mission line for where it's at. So I think I have to get everybody's missions up to that point to then unlock either like the next batch of missions or whatever, or to unlock like whatever mission where it's going to kind of bring everybody together to do like a big mission instead of everyone's individual agendas that it's kind of doing right now. Hmm. So I've done everyone's um, up to the point that I can, except for, the hippie chick and it's only because her mission is like oh find these three eggs on the island and you have to bring them to this shrine thing and then hatch them and i found two of the three and i for the life of me can't find the third one at the moment so i'm like go running around the island like where the fuck is this third egg and so i need to find the third one to crack in order to i think finish out her quest line to get the next thing that i need to do okay but it's been a lot of fun um i do you, do you enjoy being back in the world i do i enjoy the characters i still love the characters and stuff a lot of the dialogue and like little whatever between them is mm-hmm. fun uh it's i like the fact that obviously with this like dlc like if you're playing the game for the first time which like you know since it just released on switch it's on game pass now with the dlc everything's included so you'll just naturally, I feel like, as you do the side missions, whatever, you'll like unlock, you know, the DLC naturally, as opposed to, you know, with me, I didn't do any of the side quests. I did some of them, but obviously not all of them. And I didn't realize that I was going to have to do all of them in order to play the DLC. <laughs> um, so I'm like backpedaling, but they also added like the, like you have a hut now 
on the island that mm-hmm. you can decorate and by completing people's side quests and stuff but in the mail they'll send you objects like rugs um and little decorations whatever to decorate your hut with and so it was pretty funny because once you unlocked your hut my mailbox was exploding with mail yeah, that's funny. like it was full of mail and then there was mail piled on the ground because it <laughs> wouldn't fit in the mailbox just because it like backtracked all the side quests that i had already done and given me the rewards because i'm assuming that's kind of what they added is by doing the little side quest whatever you get the rewards added and for like i just i'm assuming just going through the natural story part of the game too and stuff they probably gave you stuff and so because i'd beaten the game everything already they're like yeah here's like 30 items now that's like the back quest and then now me going through and beating all the side quests to do the dlc i've gradually been acquiring more of the items and stuff just one or two at a time in the mailbox. Do you think like, it'd be worth like starting over? Um, you know, like, like doing a fresh playthrough. No, I, I don't know. Like my thing is like, if you've already, it's one of those things where I don't think you would get anything like additional out of the game by like mm-hmm. restarting from the beginning and trying to go through it. Again. Like if you were playing through it from the beginning for like, I don't know, because your kids wanted to see it yeah. or something, or, you know, to get that experience, then yeah. But for your sake of doing it, I don't know if I would just restart from the beginning gotcha. to go through it again. Uh, but it is fun. I like the fact that, you know, for free DLC, like, I don't know how big this DLC is, mm-hmm. like, how long it's going to take, if I'm almost done with it, or if it's going to continue on for a little bit more. But, you know, for the low, low cost of free, it's been fun. And it's like, I hope it's obviously done well enough to get DLC. And I really hope that either, you know, they'll get do more free DLC or that, you know, they'll do a big like they could do another island or another whatever, add a new Grumpus or something. Do like substantial DLC where it's like, you know, maybe you'll pay like. 10 bucks or something like that. And you'll get like multiple new quests and stuff yeah, like, like that. Maybe when the events of the end of bug snacks happen, it ends up like inadvertently populating a bunch of islands in the area with bug snacks or something. And then like a hundred years in the future, Grumpuses stumble across them and they're like, wait, what are these? And it's, yeah. And over. that's true. Yeah. The end of the DLC might even like open up that door and sure. stuff to doing that. But I do like, like I do like the world of Bug Snacks, and I I really hope they do make a see. I don't know how or what they're gonna do for a sequel, but I hope they do do a a sequel or you know even something similar. Like it's kind of put me on the map for Young Horses or whatever has kind mm-hmm. of drawn me into pretty much now. It's at the point whatever their next game is after Bug Snacks is gonna be like an automatic. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. You're in like, you're, yeah. you've got, you've got season tickets. You're in. Exactly. Yeah. So they've drawn me into, cause I want to say they've done other games and stuff. I want to say that I've played cause I think, didn't they do the Octodad? Wasn't that them as well? Isn't, they are Octodad, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Which I have played Octodad, but I wasn't like super like crazy. And this is the, I think the first of their games where it's like, I love all the characters. I love the world. Like I sat there beginning to end like every night of the week playing it just to get through it. Um, so I'm we, definitely a fan. We don't talk enough about what a great name Octodad Dadliest Catch is. Like, it <laughs> no, really is. it was on point. 
Like yeah. the pun, the puns were real. The fact, just the the idea of an octopus wearing a business suit with a human wife and child who don't know he's an octopus is the like highest elevator pitch I could probably <laughs> hear. And someone was like, "Yes, we're doing." They were on peyote pitching this to each other. Like, we're running with this. Write write this down before you wake up and forget. Take that space coyote. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um. So the only game I've played this week was uh, finally released on early access uh, called Prehistoric Kingdom. And essentially, essentially, it's Jurassic World Evolution meets Planet Zoo. Um, so it's but it's way more in line with like the zoo sim than the like Jurassic Park sim part of it. Uh, you're you're digging up fossils you're creating dinosaurs you're building habitats but you're also like getting funds from you know concessions and plotting pathways and you know rest areas and bathrooms and you know all that type of stuff uh it's it's an early access so like frame rate gets a little choppy sometimes but they've got a lot of cool stuff in there like if you are of the planet zoo mind minded uh gamer like myself it's it's worth your, uh, I think right now it's on sale for 25 bucks and they've got a bunch of updates, uh, locked and loaded apparently that are getting ready to, they, they've had this in, uh, closed access for over a year at this point. So they've been working on it pretty steady and it, uh, it's, it's solid. It's a fun little zoo sim. Like I'm, I haven't dug into the challenges that they've got built in, but there's supposedly more of those coming. Um, I, yeah, I kind of, I would say get in if you, if you're, if that's your kind of game, otherwise you can probably be okay waiting for a 1.0 on this one. Like I'm curious to see how they build it and change as time goes, but you know, right now we've built out a park. It's got, it's got saber two tigers. It's got mammoths. It's got a couple of like T-Rex looking things some brachiosauruses, styracosauruses, all that fun stuff. Um, and, and it's cool to see like the animation style. The thing that gets wonky is movement on the PC is a little weird. Like it, it's WASD to move around and then uh, what was it? Q and E to move up and down vertically. So that part is pretty normal, except turning the camera, you have to click in your second mouse button and turn your mouse to do it. And it's just not intuitive. Like, I'm sure I'll get used to it over time, but I'm very much more used to the Jurassic World sort of thing where you just kind of don't need to click something to do that. You just drag to the edge and move around, you know? And and the menu system right now isn't all that in- intuitive. You, you kind of got to dig for what you need to do. And so there's things like that where I'm sure they'll smooth out those rough edges as time goes and they get feedback where people are like, what the hell am I supposed to do here? where the hell is this feeding tray? I don't even know what I'm looking at. You know, like why would you name this that that's not what that does, you know, that type of shit. Um, Cause I'm sure when you're a team of 15 people, that makes complete sense to you as you talk about this all day, every day. But you know, when you release this shit out in the wild, like the general public is like, uh, what? So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to updates. It's kind of, yeah, I, I don't know what else to really say about it right now other than like the wildlife looks awesome. The the graphics really cool. The setup of it really neat. It's very much in the realistic graphic mode. Um, and yeah, Prehistoric Kingdom, 
it's on sale right now if you want to if you want to get it on early access. Otherwise, I think you're probably okay waiting until they drop a 1.0 on it. But wait for that full release. Yeah. I I I think Shannon's been quiet because he's been uh maybe checking out the windows for the where the sirens are coming from. Dude, he must be. Yeah. I mean, they, they woke me up. I was in a peaceful sleep, and then yeah. I was awoken by the sound of sirens. Hmm, that can only mean one thing. Gentlemen, we have entered the spoiler zone. Dun-dun-dun. Bro, Moon Knight this week was intense. Hell yeah! Let's talk Moon Knight Episode 5, The Asylum. Oh, no, sorry, not The Asylum. Just Asylum. Um, which I think matters. I think that's important because asylum is a place where crazy people go, but it also it's a sanctuary. The word, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk asylum. Shannon, give me, give me your thoughts. Give me those deep ponderings. You're, you're stroking your beard. Yes. What are we, what are we it doing? Was, it wasn't, it was, it was intense. It was heavy. Um, there was a lot of like, you know, looking through trauma um, through different lenses and how people navigate said trauma, um, how families uh, handle, you know, these situations and how we're all human and things can be handled better or worse. But mm-hmm. um, still, there's a lot of mental strain. Uh, I think, you know, it deals a lot with survival, um, you know, on a base level, what people have to do to survive. Uh and the sadness for um, a personality that we had all kind of been attached to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand um, they did it to kind of show um, Mark healing. Um, and, well, I would say coming to terms with what happened to him as a kid. Um, but, you know, a lot of that also, um, you know, wrapping that up and 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 healing some of those wounds also, you know, uh, means that there's not a role for Steven anymore in, um, in his head. And, you know, that, um, culminate culmination of that, that personality, um, you know, going out in a blaze of glory, I guess you could say like, you know, helping and being productive and finally being one of those people. Uh, I hope he comes back. I hope that this is just kind of like, you know, like a <laughs> as much as you know you you hope he comes back but that also means that the main character is going to be severely flawed <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah, totally. but like you want that dude back i mean steven was so good um you know he was like the guy that you rooted for i mean he's the the gent i mean he's 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 the 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 i guess the purity in in moon knight right so mm-hmm. it was sad to see him fall overboard uh and get stuck in the sands um but all in all like I left leaving that I left that episode and it was just like, I want to watch the next one. Like, I want to see how this, this ends. Um, I did have the, I did have the fear of like, there's only one episode left though. Like, Mm -hmm. God, there's so much to wrap up. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I'm at the point now where I don't think they do. I think they wrap it up to a point, but I think you're going to be left with a lot of open-ended shit. I think, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of what I hate is like you know there's there's conchu has to be released um what was it uh what's the other god 
Amaroth or whatever. Oh, uh, Amaret. Amaret. Yeah, like they still have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to deal with Harlow. Um, no, Amit. Amit. Whatever. You still have to deal. Yeah, that was like we're making drinks. What are we doing? You still, you still have to deal with uh, Harlow and like that thing and Har- uh, Harrow. 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 God, this guy's just adding consonants <laughs> left and right over here. I'm not good with names. It's just, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot that needs to be wrapped up. Um, so, it, yeah, I am concerned that there's going to be a lot of open-ended um, portions of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't know if you know they're you know yeah how it's all going to play out and i'm concerned i'm because i want them to stick the landing because the first five episodes have been great so 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 justin my question to you would be how is the like inception storytelling treating you on here because we have like the the dr harrow treating mark right Mm -hmm. and then the level under that which is the ship on the sands and then I'm guessing the real world out there somewhere, right? Like, yeah. So how, how is the inception level storytelling treating you? I mean, I think it's been, they've done a really good job of mm-hmm. balancing it out. I, I honestly think this episode is the most moon Knight episode we've gotten in terms of just the craziness that is moon Knight. Like it, this episode was bonkers and it was really sad, you know, getting to see, mark's past and stuff and getting to see that he's like you know no mom was great to us he's like no mom was a piece of shit to us he's he's like you only got to see the good parts of mom he's like i i took the brunt of the bad (laughs) of mom he's like you just remember her for what she was and that's what your job was but i mean she wasn't even that she wasn't even that awesome like i mean that's what i don't understand mark telling steve like you only got to see the good parts of her bitch there were no good parts (laughs) and she was evil all the time well, but the thing is, like, she she obviously, you know, couldn't overcome the death of her other child. Like, it broke her in a very fundamental way. And she just found an aggression point in Mark. And so it was kind of like mental illness feeds mil- mental illness at that point, you know? And, like, what the scene where he creates Steven, that, that whole thing. Like, that was one of those things where episode five was great. I don't know if I really want to watch it again. Cause like there were some moments that were just hard to watch, dude. Like it was just like, Holy shit, this poor kid, you know? And my thing is, so I, I am under the, like, I feel like Steven is coming back because it's one of those things where, you know, Mark made Steven once he could probably mm-hmm. just make Steven again. Like Steven's just a personality. And after he died, like his heart was still on the scale. Like it still existed. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think he's permanently gone. My theory, though, that I find interesting. So that's one of the things is the other sarcophagus. The the third, like, like, I know it was presented that it could potentially, you know, be Ahmet or whatever that's in the sarcophagus. I think it's the third personality that because there has been moments that neither Mm -hmm. Stephen or Mark remember and they haven't addressed that yet. Well, and Um, in in one of the Harrow scenes in this episode, Mark is shown having the shit kicked out of him. He's got a bandage over his nose and all that. And the next scene in with the doctor, the bandage is gone. He's totally cleaned up and he like touches his face for a second. Like what happened to the bandage? Yeah. And so it's like, was that a different personality? The bandaged up one, you know, like, 
Cause, cause, yeah. you, cause like our theory this whole time has been, there's one that is like ultra violent. Essentially. Yeah, that he's the one that like makes things happen. Like Mark yeah. doesn't really want to hurt people. He's just unfortunately had to mm-hmm. in his line of work where this other person is the mercenary. They enjoy killing people and beating the shit out of people. And they're like the, the peacemaker. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my thought with that was like, the whole bandaged up look would fit a, the ultra violent personality, you know, like, so it's a potential that that guy showed up in this episode. No one's just, they didn't tip their hand to it, you know? And that's kind of my theory that I had the entire time too, when they were trying to balance the scales is I think if they got the third person involved, the scales would have balanced Mm -hmm. if it was all three of them, but because it's just the two of them, it couldn't balance because it's not, the entirety of Moon Knight. They're still missing a third of themselves. So it's like the only way it either balanced is it was like all three of them or none of them. And so Steven paid the sacrifice and got the scales to balance with it just being Mark. But I think the scales potentially would have also balanced if the third entity had come forward and they had been able to put his heart on the scale as well. But there was nothing inside the memories that was foreign to either of them. Otherwise, I think they both would have explored that. But so Mm -hmm. that's the thing, though, is I mean, there's some like with Mark, like when Steven and him, when they were rearranging the stars, he hadn't seen that before. And he was watching that and he was like, whoa, this is crazy because he wasn't there during that time when that happened. So that was a new memory to him. Oh, that's actually a great point. Yeah, I didn't catch that, but you're totally right. Yeah, and there was tons of rooms and stuff that I'm sure we didn't see. We only got to see bits and pieces, but it showed that unless like there was like a reflection or something where they were both actually involved working together, the other versions of them don't remember anything while the other one was in control unless they were being spoken to or were actually there. So it was a new memory to him. So I'm thinking there is probably memories that neither one of them remembers that do exist in there, but it's also like, you know, if if the person's not there to help them remember, it's like they wouldn't see the memories because they weren't involved. They wouldn't even know those memories exist because they weren't involved in them. Yeah. It was pretty interesting to see, uh, Steven, uh, to, to know that like Steven had only been back in the conscious mind of Mark for two months. And it only really happened when his mom like finally died. Yeah. He like resurfaced. So that was kind of like a pretty like weird kind of thing to do too. But you know, Steven for being a personality that was created to handle trauma, mm-hmm. all of a sudden became like the anchor for Mark who started to lose it again, like having to face it. Right. Like Steven was in there the whole time being like, no, like we need to look at this. Like we need to like face this. And like he became the, the brave one, which I think was a good role switch uh, in that episode. Right. Like, yeah, and I think, sudden, I, think it, I think it spoke to them coming closer together, like personality-wise. You know, mm-hmm. like it, 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 as, as Steven started to take on more of Mark's traits and Mark, you know, on the other side, started to take on more of Steven's traits, like very much more cowering, like let's, like, we don't need to do that. We don't need to go in there. You know, all the things that Steven had been saying in the prior four episodes, every time like danger would pop up, that was now Mark and... 
and Steven was the one being like, no, 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 we need to push forward. We need to go through this. We need to figure this out. And it's like, so it was interesting now that you were down to one personality, quote unquote, air quotes, you know, um, now that we're down to one personality, I think that really spoke to with Steven kind of picking up the the stick and taking out the creatures at the end. I think that spoke to like, oh, they're really merging into a personality now. I also like, I don't know if you noticed in the scene when, uh, when he was outside in the street or whatever, after his mom died and then Mark collapses in the street and then Steven takes over and he calls his mom. They mm-hmm. actually show you the phone screen. You can barely see the phone screen when it's up to his face. And you can see that it, he's not actually talking to anyone. Uh, it's just like a white, like, I don't know, web page or fucking something, but it's not a phone call that he's on. So he's just talking into the, like the void. Oh, geez. But he's on the phone with her. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see where it ends. So my theory, I was talking with Robbie uh, offline and uh, my theory is they're going, the MCU is going to Hulk this character as in like the Hulk got one feature film and then he's just like a major role player in a bunch of other movies. And I guess with Moon Knight is they might do that too. You're getting a good grounding of who Moon Knight is, what's going on with Moon Knight where he's at at the end of this. And then they've got all this midnight sun stuff in the works that maybe he just shows up for that. You know, yeah. like he's a great team member in, in the midnight suns, you know, That's kind of what I was assuming too, is like, I figured he would be involved with the sons of midnight and like, they would be like, Oh, we need an expert on this like sword or artifact from whatever. And they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I know someone who would know something about yeah, this. Yeah. And then they bring Steven in or something to get involved. So that's kind of my theory. What, what do you think about that, Shannon? I don't know. I don't know enough about Moon Knight to actually say something one way or the other. Um, I know that there have been leaked uh, shots out there on Twitter of like Avengers people showing up in mm-hmm. on set um, for the last episode. So maybe there's going to be like a little teaser at the end in the credits somewhere of, you know, that'll kind of explain more what they're going to do. It, it would be nice if someone showed up because like dog, like the sky has gone backwards. Like shit is going down for reals in the world. And like, it'd be nice if some superhero showed up and was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, you know, <laughs> well, and it's like so weird because it's like, I don't really know what Marvel, like what their plan is or what they're doing. Cause I was always under the pretense that like, each of the Marvel shows were going to be their own kind of one shot series. Like it's going to be one and done. And then with Loki, they were like, Oh, we're getting a season two of this. And that's the one that broke the formula of each being its own compact thing. And then supposedly, I think we're getting like another season of Hawkeye. I don't, I thought they confirmed season two for another one of the Marvel shows. And it's like, are we going to get a season two of Moon? Is Loki the only one that's getting a season two? As far as I know, because I know Hawkeye and Moon Knight were both, uh, Disney said that they were both going to be one series, like standalone one one season series. Now, see, with Hawkeye, it wouldn't shock me if we got another one, but there's just no Jeremy Renner anymore. Like, Jeremy, the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye is retired, you know? Yeah, it's I can all- see them doing where it's just her and Black Widow's sister. And yeah. it's just a six episode where she shows up on her doorstep and she's like, Kate, I need your help. And then it's the two of them being buddies, like 
taken out something for six episodes. Sure. Yeah. I would, I would watch the fuck out of that, by the way, like for sure. hundred percent. Give me more Kate Bishop and Yelena like all day. Um, are you guys going to go see Doc Strange this week? Yeah, no, I already got days, my tickets. Right? Yeah. Yep. I'm going Friday at seven to go see I'm, it. So. I'm trying my damnedest to figure out some way to get babysitting for my kids so I can go see this goddamn movie. Yeah, I don't know if I will. I, I, I mean, I, I want to. Don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. just don't know if I'm going to be able to. That's well, that's where I'm at too. It's like I'm trying my hardest, but it's going to take some stars aligning for for me to to go see it. Well, it's funny because I'm probably going to end up going to see it twice opening weekend because I'm going Friday at seven with. Uh, shrimp fried Matt to go see it. Okay, and then um, he won't. Sh- he won't show up though. Yeah, <laughs> he better show up because Megan's at the other Cal- theater. He'll yeah. go to the other well, theater. Megan's going to California because Megan's taking her mom to Disneyland for her okay. birthday. Um, so I mean, Matt is my ride to the movies because <laughs> Megan's driving to California, so I won't. Have Bro, you better hope he doesn't have a date. You're gonna get screwed. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. Um, at least at least you're in the era of uber now you know yeah like, so. yeah i can just lift my way there yeah. if i have to but then um megan's coming back on saturday and i know she really wanted to go see dr strange mm-hmm. so we're probably we might end up going saturday night so i might see it friday night and then we might go see it saturday night again so megan can see it hopefully you want to like hopefully <laughs> I, like you're hopefully have, you are stoked to go see it on saturday i, for I i'll tell you right now i am incredibly hyped for doctors like they keep showing trailers and stuff and it's like i keep wanting to watch the trailers but at the yeah. same time i'm like please no i'm like i'm already going to go see it right it's already going to be miserable um friday on staying off of twitter and everything trying to avoid getting anything ruined for me prior to me seeing it at seven on friday because you know people are going to go see it at like six thursday night and are going to flood the internet with spoilers oh, for sure, for sure. So. i'm i'm planning i've already got my mute words loaded up <laughs> i'm i'm planning to go as dark as i can until i see it so i am excited though uh yeah. sorry sorry jordan we no one here saw texas chainsaw massacre on, <laughs> on netflix i know you want us to talk about it but no one's no one's watched it uh i've got a lot on my list and i gotta admit that one probably <laughs> uh, probably not doing it so. I tell you right now, I'm an hour into the Batman. Oh my god, Shannon! It is fucking three hours I long. I know bro. it is, but it's gonna, dude. It's you're, just gonna be so. Well, good. you're you're an hour further in than I am, so mm. it's just sad though because it's just I know it's gonna take you another two <laughs> weeks to finish it, and then you're just gonna be like, it was all right. I know that's what's gonna happen. So so far, it's all right. Uh, yeah, I. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, so uh-huh. what was it? Um, the mayor's dead and well the, zach hasn't seen I'm shit yet it. don't spoil oh. it for zach oh well i mean it's not really uh, oh. a spoiler it's like five minutes into the first act of the movie so like shut up <laughs> but i mean it's it's so far is it's good um I, I i like where it's going so far it's it's darker than i thought it was gonna be so yeah i'm liking that um but uh Zach, do you want to talk some uh, spoilers about Sonic 2? <laughs> Again? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, Idris Elba's Knuckles. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty cool do you see, there. Do you see where I where I comped him to Drax? Yeah. He's dude, very he's much totally Drax. Drax. Yeah, yeah. Totally Drax. Um, and I do like the... it. 
I do hear what you're saying about this is like a standalone movie for Jim Carrey, just to kind of show that Jim Carrey is still Jim Carrey. Yeah. And like 100%. everything else is just, you know, tertiary. Um, it is pretty funny to see the marriage being like a sham just to get to Sonic. Yeah. They spent <laughs> way too long on that though. Yeah. You that, see what I mean? Where I like, I, I said they could have cut that entire sequence and mm-hmm. the movie would have been a half hour shorter and not missed a beat. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it only serves to create a plot point uh, or instead of a plot hole for why he had the dude has the ring and to get Sonic out of the avalanche. That's the only thing it does is explains well, that one point. <laughs> yeah. And, and it introduces uh, Gun, the Guardians, mm-hmm. whatever, of United Nations or something. Mm-hmm. Um but that's like literally it. But yes, the comedic value of her flipping that go-kart sideways and stepping out of it <laughs> yeah, as it burns so the station. Awesome. It's the best scene. It's the best scene in the whole damn movie. I laughed my ass off. I know there was a guy in front of me, like down in the front of this, the movie theater. And he was like laugh clapping, like, you know, clapping yeah, and laughing, yeah. like, cause he was like, you know, just, it was so funny to him. And it was probably, it was on point. Like it was legit, like the badass action sequence of the movie that, um, I found to be quite joyful. So let me ask you, I, I, I want to say there was some, was there something after the crack like at the end of the movie? Yes. Did they set up for shadow? Yes. Yeah. They did. hundred yeah. yes. percent. Yeah. Yes. There's a, there's a scene at the end. So like, you know how, since it's a video game movie, they, they do that whole like video game, like breakdown for like, you know, the end credits for like the main big yeah. top build actors the end credits all look like sega genesis graphics basically. Okay. Yeah, right at sense. the end of that there's a cut there's a scene um where they're surveying the wreckage of where doc where mr where is it dr robotnik would be after the last battle and they're like we can't find him anywhere like he's gone he's like oh well the the leader of gun is like well nobody could have survived that and he's like well when we were going through his records we found a file and in that file, there's nothing but coordinates. And the dude uh, who's the leader of gun is like, oh, my gosh, they found uh, they found the the black ops site. And then while he's talking about it, they show the black ops site and they show this thing coming out of the ground. And when it pops out of the ground, shadows inside of it. And they and then the guy goes, they found Project Shadow. And then that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, like Knuckles is definitely like the Drax, like so literal, so like straightforward, creates a little bit of like humor and and levity in the situations. Tails, pretty badass. Um, You know, all the tech gadgets and things like that. Uh, Other than that, um, you know. The the dancing sequence, the dude with the tattoo of himself on his chest. uh, mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I love that dude. That dude was jacked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, But yeah, the whole like... um, yeah, that whole sequence was pretty funny. Um, it did feel like, I don't know, it it felt like a really long movie. Like it was. It took him, it took him forever to get to the uh, the emerald. Like yeah. once he had the compass, I was like, wow. I was like, that was a long walk to get that compass. And then it takes forever once they get the emerald. It's like it takes forever to get there, and then it's like. Oh, and then uh, Eggman gets the uh, emerald. Then it, he figures out how to seize the power of the emerald. Then he uses the emerald to build the robot. And it's like, in the meantime, it's like, can we just get to the fight? Like, I know it's coming. Can we just skip to the end, please? 
yeah it was that that it dragged in the middle pretty good like not like the first one did like the first one i feel it was a little bit more like they were piecing together a lot of things and the mm-hmm. action was more evenly spaced and there were a lot more hijinks this one it's like it was uh, in the beginning there was a lot of action there was a lot of building and then in the middle there was a lot of fluff and then it, at the end there was a lot more action again so uh, i don't think it was as strong as the first one but i think it was a good movie all around still 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 a good video game movie 100 percent hundred percent. Justin, you going to see it? Um, I definitely will. Uh, when it comes out, I don't think I'm going to see it in theaters, but once it's out digitally, I'm definitely going to want, that's what I did with the first one was I waited for it to come out mm-hmm. digitally or whatever. And I watched it. So I'll probably do the same for this one. Oh, you guys will both appreciate this. It's, it's a, such a 2022 story. So last night kids want to watch Jurassic park. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let me see where it's streaming. Turns out all those movies have moved to HBO Max, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. I have HBO Max because I'm I'm leeching off my sister and brother-in-law's account. Uh, except it's not logged into my main TV. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, crap. So I, I text my brother-in-law. I'm like, hey, what's the login so we can watch Jurassic Park? No response. I'm like trying to go through old text messages, trying to look <laughs> it up from when he sent it to me like years ago, you know, like I'm doing all this shit. And minutes are going by. The kids are getting antsy. Where's my popcorn and all this stuff. And I'm like, am I going to have to fucking buy Jurassic Park like off Amazon or something to like watch this movie? And then I realized like, oh no, I have the Blu-ray set. It's sitting on my shelf. Like, let me just put this disc in and watch the movie. Like it, I spent a half hour before I even considered like getting a disc and putting it in something to watch a movie. Like hilarious. I mean, just to let you know, you ever need an HBO Max like account? I have one too. So, ah, okay, good, good looking out, good looking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, next time you're like, I don't want to put the disc in, Shannon. What's your login? Right. <laughs> well, it's funny because then my brother-in-law texted me back like an hour later, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, we were you know having dinner or whatever. I didn't see it. Uh, here's what it is." And I'm like, "Oh, it's cool. I actually have the discs." So, you know, I'm an idiot. He was like, "What?" Yeah, and he was <laughs> like, and it was hilarious because he's like, "Yeah." But, you know, you don't actually want to get up and put a disc in something. So like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't. It's I'm that lazy. Technology has made me that lazy. So, uh, but yes, Dude. modern, modern tech problems. Yeah, that's such a, that reminds me of the other, what was it? It was the other night where uh, we were watching. I don't remember what we were watching in the living room. We were watching something and I want to say it was on HBO Max or something. And Megan wanted to go lay down and she was like, oh, dude, can we watch, finish watching this in the bedroom? And I was mm-hmm. like, sure. And then it's like I boot up the Xbox one and it had to fucking do goddamn system updates. <laughs> of and course. I'm like, dude. So then we waited through all of that. And then when it finally like restarted and came back on the HBO Max app needed to update. Oh, <laughs> so then it did that. And then I open it. And then it's not fucking logged in. And then I had to figure out the login for the, and I'm just like, dude, we'll just finish it in the living room tomorrow. Dude. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. It took like 40 minutes and I was like, I don't even remember what we were watching at this point. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just done. Yeah. And I just want to go to bed. Like, I don't want to deal that with this hilarious. anymore. That is funny. Um, by the way, uh, we also rewatched Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That movie still rips ass. I don't care what Shannon says. <laughs> yeah, it does rip a ass. bunch of ass. Uh, <laughs> you've never been more wrong. Well, I've never, I've never judged you harder, which is saying something. Um, <laughs> well, I'll still never forget when Shannon was dunking on it, and then he's like, he was like, oh, I was like, oh, you didn't like it, and he's like, yeah, dude, I got to the part where 
And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, you're talking about it and you stopped before the final fight. And you're like giving me your fucking review of the movie when oh, you literally dude, haven't rolled credits. On he it. stopped before the aircraft carrier fight. No. And I'm no, like, no, 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 no. I watched that, dude. He I stopped he thing. stopped before like the Mecha Godzilla part. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the Mecha I watched yeah, the, eventually, I watched it eventually. You did. Yeah, eventually being the key word in this scenario. No, no one no one watches pieces of movies quite like Shannon. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not wrong. That's you're my right. life nowadays. Like I'm lucky if I can make it through a movie without falling. Yeah, asleep. Shannon was like, oh, Mortal Kombat was alright. He's like, they got to the temple and then I never finished it. <laughs> you're an asshole, dude. I finished that movie. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, Mortal Kombat was alright. But it had some kick-ass moments. Like it's funny, is Mortal Kombat is all right, but I've genuinely seen that movie I think about four times. <laughs> I've seen it about as many times as Kong vs Godzilla. Right, I still it, love it. Both both those movies are the perfect throw something on on the background movies. Like yeah, they're, it's they're the perfect. You've seen it, but it's like all the highlights still yeah. hit. Oh, totally. It's like one of those like oh sweet the aircraft carrier fight. Okay, I'll pay attention for fifteen minutes. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna go do something else. Oh look, they're they're in the middle of Tokyo. Okay, I'll I'll lock yeah. back in for this. It's me on my phone. I'm like, oh, Kano's on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, he just said the thing. He said the thing. Flawless victory. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot. <laughs> All right. I guess we've. I, guys, thank you for hanging in there. If you're still with us at this point, if you bowed out, I don't blame you at all. This was a shit show of an episode and justin thank you in advance for editing because <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah uh it's gonna be if you're listening to this and you stayed through hopefully i was able to edit together a good episode and zach's audio i'll have to go through and listen to zach's audio and uh, see if it is indeed salvageable and what was pieced together uh, so there may uh, be some fun edits in the middle otherwise you just picked up at this episode right in the middle of batman forever talk which hey <laughs> whatever sure uh but yes justin why don't you uh put us all out of our misery yeah because i gotta go so like you know get that sloppy mouth thing in there i'm just gonna bounce right now (laughs) you know what guys thank you guys so gross for listening to another episode of the that pixel life podcast we've been getting a lot of new members on the discord thank you guys for coming on the discord thank you jordan for bringing a bunch more people to the discord Mr. Platinum uh, putting in that yep, work. Yep, Mr. Platinum's been wrangling people in. Um, so it's been nice to see some fresh names and stuff popping in. So if you want, you know, bring 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 your friends over on the Discord. We can talk about uh, our energy drink choices. Maybe they've been able to find some orange creamsicle ghost energy drinks. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Um, also, you know, head on over to Spotify. Give us a review if that's your listening choice. If you listen to us to iTunes instead of Spotify, that's your choice. If you're there, give us a review while you're there too. Let us mm-hmm. know how we're doing. You know, and uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Hey guys, go be great." <laughs>